1: What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Harp Podcast. Patrick's sounding a little weird today, but we have a great show for you. We're going to be doing Child's Play 1 and 2 today, and I don't even know what we're going to call it. Do you guys have an idea? We got some people here that you may not know the voice. Patrick's voice has changed suddenly. Could this be one of the new... Co host of BTV.
2: Oh, oh, no. Could it? Could it? Is it, <laughs> is it happening? Is it? I think it is.
1: Well, guys, we want to make a warm welcome to Brittany Bloodshed, being the brand new co host of BTV. So give her a round of applause.
2: Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> and
1: uh, for today, actually, Mouse is coming along with her, her husband. Smile. Hello.
0: Oh, who's pretty
1: badass, and we're gonna get him drunk and make him talk about stuffs. But yeah, dude, Brittany. Yes. Thank you for being a part of this, man.
2: Thanks for having me. Seriously,
1: like that's fun. I'm so happy, like that I can continue this on because I was almost ready to give up, Mm. and I was like, I can't. Don't. There's something that gets inside of me. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna summon that right now. Hang on
1: to that So let's let's get to know you. Why did you decide that you wanted to do this? Like, what is the reason?
2: Well, I mean, you did kind of, like, handcuff me and give me no choice.
1: Yeah, I so. punched you a few times. You were like, I'm going to
2: fucking kill your whole family if you don't agree <laughs> to do this. And it's going to be really fucking violent and you're going to have to watch. And I was like, well, if that's the case. Well,
1: you're like, I have a camera. I mean,
2: I really do love my mom, but if you want to take my dad out, that's fine. Like,
1: I'm not worried about it.
2: But, yeah, no, I, I... Pretty much, this is something that I really like and I really enjoy. And I had a whole lot of fun with you guys last time. Yeah, we had and a good time. It just vibed really well and was a very natural feeling. And I liked it. I enjoyed Welcome. it. Welcome. And I'm still a little bitter. You did a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I know. And, uh, we had me, to do
1: that just to get you on.
2: I feel like that's what you did. That was your ploy.
1: Yeah. You know? and we wanted you, to make it. You-,
2: you went. You know what? I feel like if we do this uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre She'll be pissed enough to come gonna on She's going to be so fucking angry. <laughs> she's going to come on and put our balls in vices and go, "If you don't put me on this app ep- in this show, I'm going to be really I'm going to kill you. I'm going to rip your balls off and shove them down your ass." Th- and it worked. And it worked. Yeah, it totally And I came did. in and I ripped your balls off and now we them your asshole, here And now we got Mouse here too on
1: top of it. Nope. What's up, yeah. Mouse? How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. Yeah? We've been getting drunk a little bit beforehand.
2: Just a little bit. Yeah, a lot, actually. A lot lot of it. Yeah,
1: we've had like four drinks. You have. You guys have been drinking like a motherfucker. Yeah, no. I'm a lightweight.
2: I don't fuck around.
1: Guys, if you don't already know, we do two episodes each week. Monday, we did with Mark Out who was gracious enough to come and grace us with his presence uh, and tell us about his uh, horror and his art. And today we are going to be talking about Child's Play 1 and 2. Do you guys have a name that you might think? Hmm. Come on.
2: What do you think over there, Mouse?
1: The Chuck stops here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really good at cheesy shit, so... That that's works. that's pretty excellent, actually.
2: <laughs> like I, I don't know. Like my my feelings on this franchise are probably a little bit
1: different, different than most, than yeah. Than Patrick's especially.
2: Yeah, sorry, Patrick. Because we're about to shit all over your favorite movie.
1: Yeah, well, not shit on it. I wouldn't say shit
2: not necessarily. Yeah, not shit on it by any <laughs> means. Trust we me. were
1: surprised like, that we liked worse. it more than we did. But
2: yeah, the What have you
1: been doing, guys? Like, what have you guys been up to? You told me something very interesting. I
2: did. Are we talking about that now? Yeah, let's do this. Well, in hopes that it actually happens, so we're talking about it now. Okay. Um, I'm actually in um, supposed to be assisting on an autopsy this weekend.
1: Right. Um, which Which is which is fucking awesome. Courtesy
2: of my lovely lady friend Lindsay, um, who is a actually like super gorgeous, accomplished model. Right. Um, Wow. Um, but she's also extremely smart. And she invited me to come in on an autopsy with her and the medical examiner that she works with. I am insanely excited about it. I can't even tell you.
1: Didn't she say that she was going to let you do something and you got really delighted I, no, about I, it? I'm that's... really
2: hoping that I actually get to crack the ribcage because oh. um, that's kind of my biggest dream. Mouse and I are taking... looking at each other
1: going, <laughs> what the fuck? There is no... no
2: there is no better sound than a freshly cracked ribcage first thing in the morning. There, <laughs> I don't know about that. There really isn't. I mean, but let's be honest here. Like, you love horror movies, you know. Like Yeah. They, they, I
1: couldn't see that shit And live. I know
2: that it's actually a really difficult process. Oh, it's, yeah. It's not as easy as they make it look in, in movies. They or pop, even pop, pop, pop It's pop. actually really difficult to be able to cut through and pop it up the way you need to investigate what you're trying to look at underneath a harder process than it seems. Uh, I mean, in most movies and TV shows or whatever, oh, it's they, super they always easy. make everything looks easy, just like CSI solves a crime in five minutes. It's not fucking possible. They
1: just get the bolt cutters out and they just <laughs> pop the ribs.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's a difficult thing, but it's, it is a beautiful... Sound that you get to hear. <laughs> she and, went. She
1: raised her eyebrows when oh, she made I, there that was noise. A whole lot of eyebrow raising
2: in that moment. It was beautiful.
1: Honestly, though, dude, I give you props because, like, me and Mouse are talking about it. We couldn't do that shit.
2: You know, a lot of people can't, and that's that's one of the things is why they start out with such higher prospects for medical examiner school or coroner school right. or even pathology in general. They start out with a high level of people, and then they end up with a fraction of who actually started. And you have to think about these people spending all this money on school, and they don't finish because they can't stomach it. Right. And this is kind of my my platform. It's something I've always wanted to do. Something I've always wanted to get into. But I kind of had this like subtle plan. You know, from the beginning, going, I want to get in on this shit before I put myself in thousands and thousands well, of dollars of debt.
1: You don't have to do that just to be breaking rib cages.
2: Well, you know, <laughs> I break rib cages on the daily. Alice, yeah, I, we <laughs> I thought we weren't going to talk about that. I thought we weren't going to talk about my dark past. No, that's. I mean, that's
1: cool <laughs> as shit. I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. Like, I think I could get desensitized enough to do it at some point. But how long would that take? I feel like you could
2: probably watch it. Like, you know, up in an observation deck kind of setting, like sit above a surgery essentially and kind of like watch how it's done.
1: You just got to be like science, 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 science.
2: science." Yeah, you have to have a big old boner for science. (laughs) Right, you just got to like. The human body and anatomy to really be able to. It's like your happy place. Exactly, and that is my happy place. Like, (laughs) I wouldn't have gone into the medical field if I didn't enjoy doing what I was doing. And I wish I got to see a whole lot more blood and gore in my job currently. So when
1: is this happening?
2: Saturday. Um, Okay, so we're going to be able to
1: talk about it next week. I'm
2: hoping so. There are, fingers crossed, knock on wood, if I can find any mouse, give me your wiener. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There are small chances that it it won't happen, um, being if the hospital actually decides to take the body back to do the autopsy themselves, or if the family decides to cancel the autopsy. There's a, a bunch of different factors that play into it. Um, That could end up,
1: and I I don't want to say like I hope it happens because it kind of sounds weird. Maybe
2: you hope they cancel, (laughs) or no, 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 no. they they,
1: they don't cancel. But no, you better
2: hope I get to do it. It's
1: like, look, dude, somebody really wants to crack your friends, your family members. (laughs) No, like you legitimately
2: better hope that I get to be on this shit because (laughs) I am so excited to be a part of it. It's ridiculous. (sighs) Like I, I, you got more
1: balls than I do. I
2: will be really upset next week if I have to come in and. Report back saying I didn't get to do it.
1: Right. Well, we'll find out next week. So but make sure I will, you tune in, At guys. one point,
2: if we don't do it this weekend, I will. She has me on to do the next one after that. So
1: okay. we'll see. Well, we'll see. damn, dude. I'm excited for you. I really am. Like I'm, I'm excited for me, too. Yeah, I just can't <laughs> believe I can't, I can't do that. And uh, my week is not very interesting <laughs> compared to that. What about you, Mouse? Do you have anything cool coming up?
3: Not really or doing no, I mean
1: Or something I'm, in transition. You told me something's happening.
3: Yeah, I am in a band called Soundman Kills. Check it out. Where's the link? Holla. Uh, Facebook. It's all of them. Soundman Sound Kills, Kills guys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Don't you have a dot com?
3: Um, probably.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know more about Mouse his does band yeah, a lot does. of the promotion. Uh, this d- is why his name is Mouse. I play guitar. He does he plays instruments that, and that's, that's his that's his thing. That's what I do. He's the <laughs> he's the creepy one in the band <laughs> with, with the dreads and the like decapitated Jesus tattoos.
1: <laughs> oh, totally. Playing normal. the bass
2: with the Deathly Hollow symbol on it. Or the bass.
1: Wow. Playing times, the
2: guitar with the Deathly <laughs> Hollow symbol on it.
1: When I go to well, church, it's always Sorry, Nate, if you're like listening, because
2: Mouse does not play the bass. He plays the guitar. You play the bass. Sorry, Nate. Don't be mad.
1: Ooh.
2: He's going to fucking bitch slap me the next time I so, so,
1: what's happening with Soundman Kills? Uh, we have a new singer.
3: Okay. And we're writing new stuff. That's and, kind of a big deal, man. It's yeah, a Big it's, deal. It should be really great.
2: He's underselling.
3: So, well, so, all right, so
1: you've listened to this guy already? And it's oh, yeah, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're recording. And Is it real creative right
3: now? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's more than what it was, because the new singer actually writes, too, so we've got more. Oh, nice. It's coming in for more angles.
1: Nice. So, it... So you just got to figure out your boundaries now. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's, <laughs> yeah. it's different, of, but I think it'll be better. That's like, cool, man.
2: One of the big issues that they had before was that the the previous singer, like Eddie, would essentially kind of write all the music with. Larry, who records their albums, they would kind of write everything all together. The previous singer would end up having to write like the lyrics for the songs, right? And now it feels a little bit more like everybody's on the same page, like not everybody's, everybody's
1: having to lift everybody up. Right? Everybody's yeah.
2: working together. That's good, essentially. And they're create they're doing this whole. I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited for everybody to hear. It feels like a
1: unit a little bit, yeah. right? That's and good, it's man. it's
2: like this kind of I don't want to say it's a different direction than where they were because it's still kind of in the same direction of where they were but it's a little bit elevated it's vibed and it's, it's there's different. a vibe to it now. yeah it's it's different there's more life that's, that's breathed, awesome has been like breathed into it passion so,
1: that's exactly. what it is it's passion's back <laughs> yeah. that's good man like you need sometimes you need to switch things up it sucks sometimes yeah like we got a new you know podcast host you don't know like it goes uh-huh. And it's like, it's like where do we go from here? Well, we'll figure it out as we go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So if it's you guys want to check that out, you <laughs> should definitely check out Soundman Kills. You'll find it. Trust me. We'll Sounds put some links below.
2: Kills with a Z. Z. Z.
1: <laughs> as far as me, uh, what uninteresting things have I been doing this week? <laughs> well, I was sick, and I'm feeling better today. Uh, my guts don't feel like someone's churning them with a fucking large... Metal spoon, and my back is feeling better because we got in a car accident last week. Uh, Someone rear-ended us and was like, Christina came winging out the fucking car like a banshee dude. She was like, what the Would you be riding my ass for you motherfucker? Like just like I was like I got out of the car like all angry, and then she just like I was like oh I'll just chill over here. She just
2: went off. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) she took that situation by the balls. She really did. I was
1: like you're putting me in a really bad situation right now. No, that's exactly
2: how it would happen if it was me and Mouse and Mouse and I in that situation. Like I would have went bat shit fucking crazy and he would, <laughs> he would have got back in the car <laughs> all we wanted to
1: do that day is we wanted to go get ribs at rudy's oh. and we were so excited no, about Tuesday it for you. not ruby's oh rudy's it's like rudy's? A, it's a barbecue place
2: no rudy's for Dude, you spent like
1: 20 <laughs> bucks and we eat like kings oh it's perfect. like it's, it's fucking like amazing it's amazing mm. we were literally 20 30 feet away from the place when we got hit Fuck so and the, and the lady was like, I'm sorry that I wasn't paying attention while driving behind you, like real condescending to her. She old? <laughs> no, but she had her kid in the front seat and she like immediately moved him to the That's back even seat. Worse. She didn't even have he didn't even have a seatbelt on. Should
2: he have been in a car seat?
1: No, probably, yeah. How was old was he? It was pretty young. It was pretty young. young enough that she put him in the back seat.
2: Oh, that bitch. She you know she and I have a picture of them
1: with him in the front seat. <laughs> so if right. I wanted to be a dick. You but should be a dick. Anyway, my back's feeling better. I didn't want to go through the whole court process, so
2: that's what Jack Daniels can do for you.
1: It's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, Jack Daniels does help. Woo, Let me drink some right now. <laughs> anyway, guys. So let's let's jump into the flesh and potatoes segment of the Chuck stops here <laughs> right now. Okay, guys, we're back. We're going to be talking about In Order, Child's Play. In Order. Yeah, we have to do it in order. I think it would be weird (laughs) otherwise, because these are masterpieces to some and maybe not to others. We'll find out soon here, actually. So I think the first one we're going to start off with, obviously, would be Child's Play from nineteen eighty-eight. Just kidding. Two. No. Fuck no.
2: Oh, we said In Order. It's number one. (laughs) Child's Play. The original. Bam.
1: So the story.
2: Straight 80s.
1: Is a single mother gives her son a much sought after doll for his birthday, only to discover that it's possessed by the soul of a serial killer. Oh no! <laughs> I know,
2: Charles dun, Lee Ray. Dun, dun.
1: <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like it's it's actually a Tom Holland film. Who, if you're familiar, did, did the Fright Night movie. Uh, he did Thinner, The Langoliers, which is two different. Uh, you know. Pretty good ones. I like thinner. I like you like the, the like Langoliers? I did, it. yes.
3: Really? You're one of the very few. <laughs> 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 I haven't seen it since, like, probably when it came out, but I... I.
1: You know what I did like about it is the green glowing eyes. Yeah. I love that. Like, I thought it was, like, really weird and, like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on right now? Or was that the Tommyknockers?
3: Oh, that's the, uh,.
1: It's Tommyknockers, Tommy yeah. Jet. I'm totally getting it confused now. So, yeah, I hated the Langoliers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Yeah. I love you, brother.
3: <laughs> I-, I believe that's the one where everything disappears like behind them. And they're yeah, all, and like, they go to the and- airport at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? I don't re- even remember much more than that.
1: It was like they were shifting through time, and like time froze, and the Langoliers were eating time. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Something like that. Something weird. When did this come It was out? not Tom Holland's best.
2: Can we what what year was this released?
1: Uh 90 something. Oh, was it was proud. a TV movie. Oh,
2: that makes yeah. sense. It
1: was when they were doing those Stephen King like three part oh, okay. episodes, okay. like like three hour episodes.
2: I'm going to probably go home and watch that cuz I have no fucking clue I have it on that. VHS. It's Do pretty you?
1: Oh, yeah, VHS. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's directed more. by Tom Holland. It was produced by David Kirchner, who did all of the Chucky series. It was also written by Don Mancini, uh, who also did all of the Chucky movies and Cellar Dweller. Did you guys ever see that? I don't think no. So. Oh, dude, that's I guy. So. I think it believe it has Jeffrey Combs in it for like a hot minute. Really? Yeah, like in the very beginning. But Cellar Dweller is a weird one. You can cool. get that on like Screen Factory or Shelf Factory. Has it? Kevin Yeager did the puppet anim- animatronics. Excuse me. Wow, I'm drunk. <laughs> Uh, He sort of became like the go-to guy for the puppet work. Uh, He worked on The Crypt Keeper in the Demon Knight movie and a shit ton more. Like at the time, he was doing stuff with animatronics that nobody was doing. And he applied what the Disney characters like in the like rides that you would go on. Yeah. He was applying that and using it in movies, which no one had done. So he was kind of like the leading source. Sorry. Every time Pinocchio I've ride. gone on that, it fucking, the the ride died in the middle of it.
2: <laughs> it's a sign.
1: Yeah, like, what the fuck, dude? It's not a small world. It's a fucking broken the world. A fucked
2: up world <laughs> is what it is.
1: <laughs> uh, it obviously stars Alex Vincent, who is not a huge megastar by any means, but he was the kid that played. He was
2: so cute. He
1: played Andy. He was so cute. Yeah, he really was a cute. A little
2: nugget. Goddamn adorable.
1: He was in Curse of Chucky, which I don't remember him in that. He
2: did like a bit cameo, right? Maybe like he just they, maybe like they a a solid, just showed
1: him as a kid.
2: I feel like it was a very split second. I don't even. know.
1: I have to it watch yet. it again. I need. I've been wanting to watch the rest of the series since we watched these two. So right,
2: yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Like, Mouse tried to convince me to keep going, and you
1: probably should. I
2: feel like I need to. You'll I mean, get there. I'm gonna there. skip three. I feel like
1: and just mm, you have to go. watch it. God. <laughs> There's some cool stuff in it, just not a lot. All right. Uh, He's also returning, Alex Vincent is returning in Cult of Chucky, by the way, as an adult. Um, Catherine Hicks was in this movie. She was in Death Valley, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, or as I like to call it, A Whale of a Good Time. (laughs) I'm sorry. uh, That was a pre-planned joke, and it may have not landed as well as I wanted. (laughs)
2: Well, I thought it was funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chris Sarandon, he plays the cop in this movie. Yeah, Uh, he he was in Fright Night. He was the fucking vampire. Uh, He was also in the movie called Resurrected, which is a decent Lovecraft movie. Actually, I really like it. He was also in A Princess Bride. He (laughs) was the guy that was going to marry her. Remember? (laughs) Do you remember that?
2: I feel like he was going to marry the girl. Princess Bride, and I haven't. Uh,
1: Yeah, dude, you've not seen it?
2: No. Why? I know
1: you're getting your girl. I card feel like pulled. every
2: woman in like, yeah America is listening to this, going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, well no, you should probably watch. it I was too busy now. watching
2: horror movies. I'm well, sorry. we're pretty old,
1: dude. Like, no. yeah. um, <laughs> obviously, Brad Dorif plays Chucky. Yeah, probably one of the most iconic I got stuck voices. I was in an elevator
2: with him and his family once. That was pretty cool. What? Yeah, really, Mad Monster
1: with Brad Dorif.
2: Pretty sure that was him, wasn't it?
1: I don't know. You tell me.
2: I feel because yeah, he. Show in Lord me of the on Rings. the doll
1: where he touched you, Brittany. <laughs> he's actually a very well mannered man. Oh,
2: for sure. No, if I. And if my memory serves me correctly, he's in Lord of the Rings. And
1: yeah, he is in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's what I totally I'm forgot I, about I'm that. I'm pretty sure he was Worm Tongue.
2: <laughs> I am going to find out because there was someone that we met from Mad Monster, or at Mad Monster that was at. No, I'm right. He was at Mad Monster, and a couple years ago, it was when it was at the Sheridan. Okay. In uh downtown Phoenix. Downtown Phoenix, yeah. And um, Jenny was really excited about it, because she really likes Lord of the Rings. You know, we kind of went by his table a couple times, and we were a little chicken shit to kind of, like, have the, like, oh my God, it's Pandora. He had to cancel a day early. I think one of his kids was sick. Oh, okay. Um, and... We ended up, we were riding the elevator back to, to go to our rooms because I think we we're going to refill our drinks, of course, because they're a bunch of lushes. And <laughs> we ended up, when we look behind us, and it's Brad Dorf. With his family. Jenny and I have no idea that that's who we're riding the elevator with. Like, this is the, probably the millionth time I've been in an elevator with a famous person and have had no idea. Yeah,
1: you do that us all the time, apparently. Absolutely.
2: Um, <laughs> as soon as they, like, the, it stops and they get off and our friend turns to us and go, our friend Crazy Pat turns to us and, psychopath. sorry, I'm going to get his name wrong. That's Brad Dourif. He turns to us and he goes, do you know who that was? And I'm like... A guy, <laughs> and he goes, That was fucking Brad Dorof. We just rode in, in an elevator with him and his whole family. And I'm were like, Were you
1: like appropriate? No, you weren't.
2: Am I ever appropriate?
1: Yeah, I was that's what I was wondering. Absolutely I'm like, fucking
2: Literally not. You're like, like talking about dicks and Jenny shit. Jenny and I were probably talking about dicks. And I'm sure my tits were hanging out. Like I, don't, I don't know what was going on. I know we weren't appropriate. He's in that like whole I played setting. Chucky in a lot and he's of just films. Like, we but... just rode the elevator with Brad Dorf and his family. That like, they were probably, I think they were getting ready to check out and leave.
1: And he was like, we oh, just rode a... an elevator with a girl hanging with her boobs hanging out, talking about dicks. He
2: got out of there. I'm sure going. We were in this elevator with this fucking chick and her friend with this big hair, and they were talking <laughs> about dicks and. <laughs> fucking I don't even know what and I have my like 12 year old child here and this was really inappropriate yeah well and I don't I'm know he's like, pretty old so he made know a whole lot of really is. stupid raunchy jokes in Chucky so I don't even want to fucking
1: hear right. it right <laughs> so what did you guys think about the movie like what were you into it, or did you think the good like did you like the first movie after seeing it after a while now
2: okay so I this I actually rewatched one and two um,
1: right before. don't talk about two though
2: I'm not going to talk about two yet. Yeah. I'm save do that. it. On an order. When I watched them for the first time, I, I was probably like 12.
1: Okay. 13. Yeah. No, that's a good I thing. I mean,
2: I wasn't even born when the first movie came out. You know, I was born in 1990. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy
1: to think about, dude. It, it, I'm old it's as not, fuck. It's not now. that crazy
2: because, like, I'm 27 now. And, like, to me, I'm like, holy motherfucker.
1: Yeah, I was like, like 12.
2: I'm getting up there. I'm pushing 30. <laughs> and it's real fun to have conversations with Mouse about old movies because. <laughs> Because he makes him feel old. I was 12, and I'm like, I wasn't born yet. (laughs) And he loves it. (laughs) But it was nostalgic, I I guess, to say, to kind of go back and rewatch those. And I I have a different appreciation for them now.
1: Right. Um, Okay. Good.
2: That I'm older in different ways. Like, I, I can look at it and kind of understand it i guess sure okay a more than i did when i was a child like i still have the same issues as far as like how in the fuck can this stupid doll even be terrifying to anybody <laughs> like i still i mean of course he's a killer and half the time he has a you know a knife or a gun or whatever but i still don't find it frightening to me like, okay I, I i look at it and i think That's something that probably weighs all of, like, five pounds, and I can just pick it up and toss it out a window. Chuck it. And I can literally... Sorry for the pun. Chuck it.
1: Chuck it. I can
2: just chuck it right out my window, and that's, (laughs) that's the child's play.
1: I think that you know what I think that it was is. Terrible!
2: Don't include that in
1: there. I'm I'm a little freaked. <laughs> out. I'm when I was a kid, I was a little freaked out by dolls a little bit because it's just like it's almost like it's a it's like a ghost or like something that is just like there. Right. And the fact that if it were to be able to turn its head and look at you, and I also had when I was a kid, I also had a lot of friends who had like imaginary friends or like they talked to their dolls right. and shit like that. And I always <laughs> kind of wanted that because I never believed in it. Or had it happen, I guess. <laughs> I thought it was like one of those things <laughs> that like only privy children were, privileged. you know, like <laughs> the upper class, the privileged children. Uh, they were uh, doll privileged. Doll privileged children. <laughs> I don't sorry. Like
2: one of my closest friends growing up when I lived in California, like collected porcelain dolls. Okay. And her bedroom was lined. Littered with it, Lined. She had three shelves, like, in stacked layers in her bedroom that lined the entire proximity of her room of all these different porcelain dolls. And there was, like, varying stages of all of them and all these different stupid fucking costumes. And I would, you know, whenever I would stay the night at her house, we'd have to stay, stay in her room or whatever. She had one of those little trundle beds that okay. would come underneath. Like, underneath, yeah, I had those, yeah. Yeah, I and I was never afraid of them. I just never understood how anyone could sleep with literally thousands of pairs of Pairs of eyes. Beady, soulless eyes right. staring at them. Well,
1: that's the thing, is that your imagination creates this weird atmosphere for a doll and it gives it some sort of life even though it's lifeless Right, it's just it gives it some of that life and that's why I think this movie does well I mean it's not my scariest doll movie like my scariest doll movie is from the trilogy of terror which was an unrelenting fucking angry screeching fucking thing that I don't know if I could throw it or not it would still come after me (laughs) like that kind of thing and that's kind of how Chucky is to a lot of people
2: and that's how like even with what the Annabelle, doll, the oh, whole the first one's bad. The Annabelle thing, where yeah. but it's not a doll. It's the entity that's inside of the doll, right? That's tormenting you, and that's different. Okay, that's entirely different than this actual doll that's chasing you down the street, trying oh! to fucking sl- <laughs> like slice your Achilles tendon off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's completely different. Like the pet cemetery. It, it,
0: it goes into
2: up into the same um, realm as a. Paranormal activity, kind of ghost. Well, and that's kind of what a they demon did. That's coming after you, where you can't put a body on what's coming to kill you. And that's where I feel like that's a little bit of a difference in that between the Child's Play franchise, is okay. because there is a body that is. Holding the fucking soul of this killer that's coming after you and Charles you can destroy it. Charles yeah. Lee Ray. Yeah, the combination <laughs> of three different killers. Like, right, yeah. You know, made up the name. Charles Manson. Um, yeah, Charles Manson and uh, then the guy that shot Kennedy and the guy that shot Martin Luther King. Yeah. Oh. It, it, yeah. Charles you know Lee that? Ray. Oh, yeah. Okay, The more Mal's knows Snows, <laughs> Rainbow. But I I feel like that's, that's kind of the, a little bit of the disconnect for me. That's why I couldn't necessarily get behind it so much. Sure, no, yeah. Well, there everybody a, has a different fear. There was an actual body tied okay. behind the Child's Play franchise as far as, and that's the difference between that and like other demon. demon entities that would kind of embody other dolls.
1: Right. It had um, a personality. It
2: has a personality and right. it's a funny fucking personality. Sure. Like, don't get me wrong. These jokes were <laughs> stupid as fuck, but they were funny.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and
2: it's, and, but that's the big difference. And that's, for me, I, I look at that and go,
1: you don't fuck with that well, Chuck.
2: Now I know all I gotta do is destroy your fucking heart, supposedly, according to the fucking voodoo demon guy. All I have to do is destroy your heart and we're done. Right. So apparently that doesn't hold true because it continues. Right, <laughs> like,
1: for several sequels. For
2: several terrible sequels. However, sorry. It's
1: terrible but good.
2: But ter- like, good in their own way. Right. Good in their own right.
1: Be interesting to hear what Tom Holland thinks of the rest of the franchise. Yeah. I don't. Know, I don't think I've actually heard him discuss that because he's kind of, of like the the father of it in a way, right? In a Even way. though Domincini and Steve Kirshner and everything, you know, well, they Domincini pretty much is kind created of like it. The
2: brainchild behind it, right? I mean, he he essentially created Chucky and the whole idea and premise behind it. From the pieces that I've read, I kind of wish that he would have went with his original idea. When... I know <laughs> it'd
1: be interesting to see. Well, let's talk about what you thought of the movie in particular.
2: Yeah, how I can kind of understand where people came from as far as being so terrified of this film or maybe even having more of a nostalgic um, connection
0: to
1: this
2: film because, I mean, it's kind of obvious that this doll was so blatantly based on those My Buddy dolls. It
1: totally is, and they never mention it. They never even talk about it. It
2: is spot on.
1: It totally is, and it came out in 1985.
2: Right, and the My Buddy dolls never recovered, ever. After From that movie. From the plague that Child's Play set upon them. <laughs> right. They just they literally never, destroyed the they company. They destroyed it completely. And there's several different ideas behind, you know, what Chucky is based off of. But they have admitted to the fact that the My Buddy dolls were, you know, a, a general kind of like um, inspiration for
1: Chucky. I agree. I mean, Chucky. Yeah.
2: But I mean, if you actually take a My Buddy doll picture and you place it next to it looks like a it good guy doll... <laughs> They are identical.
1: Yeah, they're very similar.
2: They're almost they probably, 100% identical. You know what?
1: They probably just don't want to mention it because they don't want to get their ass sued. <laughs> I'm sure they don't because something. they
2: completely killed but they the came Up- Buddy dolls. Yeah. It did. They never recovered from that. And, and they did my
1: sister. Kid sister. Kid, kid sister. sister.
2: He told me about it. And yeah. so It's ridiculous because I always thought, like, I mean, and, you know, I was born in the 90s, so it was a different... Experience for me because I didn't really start coming to understanding and remembering dolls and things like that until I was probably about five or six years old so 95, 96. Oh man. This movie was released in 88. I'm pretty sure that my buddy dolls were eighty five. Eighties,
3: eighties had a lot of dolls. So I think it was eighty five. Yeah,
2: a- and so when I first watched these, movies... my buddy
1: was eighty five. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, when I first watched these movies, I had absolutely no idea. But I'm I'm looking at them, going, why does that look so familiar?
1: So yeah, I mean, it's not exactly the same, but it is. Yeah. it is the same height. It's the same size. <laughs> it's pretty they're much pretty the close same close fucking thing. To being
2: identical, the shirts. Yeah, it's and the overalls. I mean, are if you
1: really want to take same. it back, though, you could. Say cabbage patch dolls started it all. Yeah, yeah. And then my buddy tried to bite off of them. Well, everything. But my buddy was like almost like life size doll for like a really little kid. Yeah. So it was like you had a real friend. Well,
2: I mean, it's like if you look (laughs) to the end. If you look at the if you look at the scenes where Andy's carrying the doll into the preschool. Or whatever, elementary school, I don't know. Yeah,
1: like, that, that was weird, too, yeah. Fucking school but everybody is. brought their Cabbage Patch kids to school when He's I was a kid. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, almost it the
2: same size as him. And so I can understand how people would have taken this so to heart. Right. And being scared of it or being terrified of it or, or holding this, like, fear.
1: It's a nostalgia. You can't fuck with totally, it. It is, totally.
2: But a lot of these people grew up with these dolls.
1: That you didn't.
2: That I didn't. Yeah.
1: Dolls, I'm telling you, 80s had a, a lot of fucking they dolls, totally man. They
2: did. They and they kind Teddy
0: of Teddy
1: Ruxpin. We had yeah, yeah and Teddy
2: Ruxpin. They pioneered the dolls that peed themselves, right? Or the dolls that you had to feed, and then they'd poop their diapers, right? Or whatever. And they, they <laughs> this started. This is the next they evolutionary really the step. the whole pioneering of these dolls that were kind of lifelike, right? And so I because they wanted to teach kids
1: how to be able to be a good friend, take care of other things. That's the
2: entire premise behind the My Buddy doll, right? Yeah, is because they wanted to teach boys in particular how to be a better friend, right? Or how to have solid friendships friendships and not be a bully, teach them how to have an actual friendship with another human, essentially,
1: and
2: not want to play war games and not want to play, you know, doctor game, whatever the fuck boys did, throw rocks at each other, jack off in a corner. (laughs) I don't know. And
1: also at that time, when this came out, a lot of parents were... They were doing TV at dinner. TV mm-hmm. was becoming a very big popular thing. So right. a lot of kids really didn't have a lot of the attention that the parents would normally give them before that Oh,
2: Oh, and these movies, like, and this franchise in particular, but the the first two movies especially were very highly protested. Yeah, they because were. Because they were, everyone thought that this was going to incite violence in children.
1: Which is funny. The story about that is, is that, and I think it was David Kirshner went out. He was the producer. He went out and talked to the like protests and he was like, he said something to them. They were all protesting and saying, Oh, this is a horrible thing. You're teaching kids to kill and things like that. And they were like, he went out and talked to them and they literally dispersed in seconds. Absolutely. There's, there's talk of people who think that maybe he threatened them. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people that thought maybe he just, like, explained Was it right? to them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so everybody's, like, kind of curious. And he's never spoken about it, I don't think. Well,
2: I mean, I mean, a lot of horror movies are highly protested. That's just how it is. Yeah. And, but, I mean... In, you push
1: the boundaries you always do.
2: In those times, like, yeah. I mean, you've got to think back to when The Exorcist was released or when Texas Chainsaw Massacre was released. Like, this is insane right. to a lot of people. and Too it much. Was too much. This was, like, new territory and new grounds that were being covered, and people weren't okay with it. You it's know, true. a lot of these, like, church-going moms and church-going dads or whatever <laughs> are, are looking at this shit going, this is fucking smut.
1: Well, and this now the smart. time is. They're has... going
2: to teach my children how to kill, and they're going to teach them how to fornicate, <laughs> and they're going to be fucking sinners, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's just like this horrible thing that's coming at their children, and it, they just have to think about the fact of don't take your fucking kids to this movie.
1: Right. It's problem, interesting don't take
2: though. your kids. I mean, I feel like they were a lot stricter about the ratings and who could go and see movies back, back in the then day for versus sure. now. I
1: don't know. Sometimes stuff slipped through it that I'm a little surprised.
2: Through. It does. It, do- it absolutely <laughs> does. Cause I mean, I was going to see rated R movies when I was 12 years old, but yeah. you know, sorry, mom, if you're listening, um, but I mean, I would, we would buy a movie ticket for a G rated film and we'd go sneak into a rated R movie. Like they right. just, they are very lax about covering it. I mean, if you're going to want it, if you're going to see it, you're going to see it. it My parents
1: always were cool that they, because they knew that it was not real. Oh,
2: I wasn't even allowed to watch the Simpsons.
1: Really? Yeah. <laughs> My parents, I grew up on that shit. Yeah. I used
2: to sneak and watch Beavis and Butthead and the Simpsons when I was eight years old. And it was, I wanted to watch it so bad. And I remember begging my mom to be able to watch The Simpsons when I was nine. And, like, she finally let me do it. Because, and you know what? To be honest, I mean, when did, let's see, when did uh, Jurassic Park come out?
1: So it was probably 1990, 19, something like that.
2: Well, I watched Jurassic Park in 1990, for the first 1991. Time. I want to say I was four, maybe five. Right. And I convinced my parents that did I. Did you could... see it in
1: the theater? No. Okay, I was VHS. gonna say, yeah, yeah. PHS tape
2: with my fucking convertible reminder. <laughs> um, I convinced them to let me watch Jurassic Park and I, I feel like a lot of the um the limits that were set on me were for my reactions for Jurassic Park. Right. I was fine. Um up until the leg bone of the goat that they fed to the T Rex oh, yeah. landed on top of the Jeep <laughs> and then the T Rex comes up and it's like Blah
1: I'm right. angry. And, and then, then they like, chase, what's his name?
2: That whole sequence began and then like I fucking screamed and <laughs> came running to my mom and it was more because I was sad about the goat yeah, I, you're like, I didn't Why? give a shit about anything else <laughs> what and did like, the goat do my mom thought I was scared and I was more upset about the goat like my little animal rights activist inside me was also <laughs> upset about this poor goat I think that's kind of what set the standard for my parents as far as like you know And but the Simpsons are pretty fucking raunchy like yeah. back in the day they were kind of setting a standard that nobody really quite understood yet and punching still, your kids and a joke. Like you they know? pushed the fucking envelope. They really did, but then they
1: became old and
2: they're still funny. I
3: don't care. I think we're the same age.
1: Yeah, you must be like forty.
3: I am thirty-nine.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're about oh the my same God, age. He I was starting it to think air. the same. I was starting to think the same fucking thing, dude. Because I was like, how does he know all the same shit that I know? Like,
2: Mouse never admits how old he is.
1: <laughs> Why? Well, I don't like sa- I don't say He's I'm forty. I'm now. cutting the shit out. I'm
3: seven. So.
1: He's a a child. Well, let's get back into this because we totally spaced on this. We do it. We do that. Well, to, to give you guys kind of an idea, first of all, the movie came out. It was a $9 million budget for Child's Play. Jesus, really? It was $44.2 million they made at the box office for that movie. So, needless to say, yeah, it (laughs) made four times its budget. That's a success. May not be the biggest budget that any movie's ever made. It had a really
2: slow release internationally, if I remember correctly.
1: Ah, I don't know.
2: I'm pretty sure it wasn't released until, like, the early 90s. There was a
1: lot of different things. It kind of picked up different places all over the world. Yeah, I, I, uh, I
2: feel like in several different countries it wasn't released until the 90s.
1: <laughs> and you know that when a movie does like four times its budget, there's probably going to be a sequel.
2: Oh, for sure.
1: Like, even if it's a shitty movie, if it does four times its budget, they're going to give it a whirl. They're going to make another one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't, they're still going to make another one that'll go straight to DVD.
1: I personally think that this movie is probably the scariest one. I'm not saying that it's scary necessarily for you or anything, but I think out of the entire franchise, this is the one that was the pinnacle of of fear for dolls. Like, out of the entire franchise, it had a darker tone. It wasn't so much comedy. They took a lot of beats from like i feel like freddy like he became freddy so he kind of borrowed that same sort of asshole quick line like one drop <laughs> yeah. oh, fucking sure. you know what i mean yeah. yeah like it totally became like a freddy like i don't want to say the worst parts of freddy but like i just want to say like <laughs> I, mean, I won't disagree it with became that, be like that thing but i think the first one is it's definitely much more interesting in the sense that it is more uh simple right I liked that about it in a way because I really just like the first one a lot more, a little bit than the second one. I do like sequels. This was around a time where I loved sequels, first of all. Sequels are awesome because I grew up during the time of all the sequels. Yes. In the 80s, they we just had nothing but sequels. In, in the
2: there. 80s and the 90s, sequels were interesting. Yeah, now they really they're were. they're just terrible.
1: Well, they elaborated on the story and it went kind of balls right. to the wall. Yeah, And I can see why people <laughs> are a little bit more partial to the first one sometimes because Absolutely. it's like it carries a more or serious tone
2: well when I when I when I look back at the franchise like I will say I did really like the second I wish I would have been in that age group when it came out because for me I feel like it came out to me seeing it a little bit too late and I didn't really understand right I was a little more a little bit more desensitized to things you know than than kids in the 80s were and for me you know I had a million fucking Spice Girls dolls, and I, I looked at the shit and went. And now,
1: and now that they made a horror movie about Spice Girl dolls coming to life,
2: if they did, that'd be amazing. Because <laughs> if you're talking but about it, Spice World, that's not a fucking. movie. But that's horror a movie. huge it's point, an though. Amazing if, movie. If you
1: think about it, like we've been talking about how the '80s had a lot of dolls, and they really did. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Pet Monster... What was it? My Monster, or what was it called? The blue one the yeah he, like it was purple blue and like <laughs> pet monster i think it was called Something pet monster like that, yeah. and he had chains that you could break there were Aww. so many fucking dolls in the 80s man and it was like the biggest selling fucking thing 100 everybody wanted to make dolls
2: understand but i i can absolutely understand why people would feel the way that they do totally and why they would be afraid of it or why you know everybody had a fucking My Buddy doll or whatever or they had something similar I didn't have a
1: My Buddy I didn't have any of that shit I had a Cabbage Patch doll though right something something
2: similar they had a doll of some type that you know it was like an imaginary friend to them or they, they would talk to it they'd have conversations with it And that's basically this doll that you would talk to every day. You'd have fucking tea parties with. Because your parents
1: didn't give a fuck.
2: Yeah, because your parents (laughs) aren't talking to you or whatever. Or maybe your mom's at home, but your dad's at work or vice versa. You really don't have that connection. You know, and a lot of people grew up with troubled pasts where they didn't have a connection Well, with it's
1: definitely it interesting there. to think about why dolls are scary and definitely the time frame. I've never really considered that until we actually sat here yeah. and talked about it. And that's why I it love about sense. doing this podcast <laughs> is because, like, we come together with these ideas, so... Yeah,
2: I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, when you look at it and you really, like, take the psychological aspects of it and boil it down.
1: Right. As far as child's play, though, there is some fucking pretty cool... Interesting stuff. A lot of people always ask Andy, who the guy that played Andy, Alex Vincent, and asked him, you know, were you scared as a kid, like being next to Chucky? And and he was like, no nah, dude. Like there was like twenty people with wires and fucking. Yeah, I like, can see that being
2: scary.
1: He was like, There was never a moment where I was like in the room with the doll I alone. Can see
2: if he was alone in a dressing room with just him and the doll, where he would probably be terrified. It
1: would. Yeah, it's a little different. Because but when you got twenty people around you, you're here, not
2: going to be. Worried. Yeah, it's yeah. not like. <laughs> like it is in the
1: movie where you're watching it. Right. They actually almost cut Brad Dorf's parts out by the way. Really? Yeah, they almost replaced him with a completely different voice, a woman's voice, I believe. It said uh that they were going to try to be another actor's voice to make Chucky talk the way it did. Like they were going to keep Brad Dorf in as Charles Lee Ray and then when he died, there was a different voice that was going to come out of the doll. Huh. And they and it almost sounded like they said quote unquote gay mm. and they were like it didn't make sense because it sounded Doesn't very feminine compared to what chucky was which was like a foul mouth fucking asshole a uh, foul mouth serial <laughs> yeah.
2: killer that is a straight up man yeah like yeah.
1: total misogynist Absolutely. everything
2: so that would not make sense at it all. didn't
1: make any sense so they but they threw it out and begged brad to come back because they were like it clearly didn't work Mm, it was like it was pretty apparent that they they were pretty desperate at that point in time (laughs) so they brought him back so i mean i didn't think it was a good choice uh it might be like a good thing in his career that he's been able to be hired for all these things but in the same respect it's not like he's really acting he's just doing voice acting right so and that's why one of my favorite movies that he's done that he acts Exorcist Three, mm-hmm. like I really think you did an amazing job, oh yeah, and if you watch like Isn't I just got the screen factory. Award for that? I'm, you might be right. The Exorcist 3, though, there's some extra stuff in there that you would never see. And they include it in there in, like, its box format. It's kind of shitty to watch. Yeah. But it's interesting to see it just, just because. I well, no, know
2: Chucky was nominated for a couple of awards. To yeah. It. I think they were Freddy like,
1: Krueger came out and...
2: I think they were like MTV Music <laughs> Yeah, it was TV on award, to, so. <laughs> in 2000
1: uh, for the 2000 mm-hmm. Awards for Part 2, actually. He
2: also crashed SNL.
1: Did he? They they've done a lot of stuff with like Jason, Freddy, yeah, and I guess Chucky too.
2: SNL too, (laughs) really? Yeah,
1: as an animatronic thing.
2: No, as Chucky. Yeah, he was on an episode of SNL. I don't know if he did like a full on. I don't think he did a full on episode, but I think he did like a cameo. That's
1: pretty cool, though. Do you want to tell us about the original story, though?
2: Yeah, the actual like original idea for this movie was he was going to make Chucky a manifestation of Andy's
1: rage. Right.
2: I personally feel like that would have been a way better story point um, than the whole voodoo curse. Like. Which was
1: Tom Holland's idea.
2: Right. And I mean, it's an interesting idea in the 80s. You sure. Know, it makes totally. sense. But, and a lot of people maybe just didn't, they didn't want to, they didn't, maybe they didn't think it would play into people wouldn't. They might have thought understand. that nobody would have gotten it. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. But I mean, they did try, if you really watch it, they really did try and play it out as long as they could to make you think... Is it Andy or is it the doll?
1: Right. The the weird thing remember we were talking about how like there was different types of dolls. One would pee, one would cry, one would puke, one would pee, poop, whatever. This one was going to be a doll that bled, so that you learned how to take care of your friend, kind of like yeah, my and was buddy. Yeah, it actually
2: the bloody buddy doll. <laughs> right, and that's you what know, they called it. Was right, actually, the, one of the original titles for the film was Bloody Buddy. Right, and it was uh, like I, which is another before, nod towards
1: my buddy. Sorry,
2: <laughs> it was so tort. Oh man, I mean. I mean, if
1: Someone he, needs to come out and say it. So based on the My
2: Buddy dolls, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But original idea of Bloody Buddy, you know, and it was essentially where he was being bullied at school or you know in life in general, and he got too close and had too close of a relationship to this doll that he was given. So it started to.
1: He confided in this. He did. Yeah. He
2: confided in this doll, and this was basically his imaginary friend. Right. Essentially. And he built this relationship with this doll. What ended up happening were people in his life that were either close to him on, you know, a good basis or a bad basis, being bullies or parents or however it meant. Right. You know, came out to be. Were starting to, you know, get hurt or get killed or something was happening, you know, with these people. The whole mystery behind it is, is this Andy? Or is it his doll that's committing these crimes? And of course, right. nobody's gonna look at this and go, "Obviously, it's you know, this it's doll. the doll." <laughs> yeah. Because this f- inanimate object is not gonna be slitting throats and fucking shoving fucking you know fireplace rods up people's asses or whatever, like <laughs> tossing them out windows. Like that's not gonna happen. It's obviously the sick kid. Which there are many cases of you know children losing their fucking minds and killing their parents right. in very disgusting and horrible ways and blaming is, it on the doll <laughs> and blaming it on the doll or blaming it on a TV show or a comic book or or a video game or something that sure. they have seen you know it's it's not an uncommon thing. Honestly, I personally felt that this would have been a better idea for them to run with for the franchise versus the whole like voodoo aesthetic behind and,
1: it. And I'm definitely open to it. I, I think it's a really cool idea. One of the things that really really tripped me out about that story was that he makes a blood brother with his doll that right. bleeds. Mm-hmm. And so when the doll cuts and his that's thumb. That's how it happens. <laughs> he cuts his own thumb and they, and they share the blood, mm-hmm. fake blood and real blood. And that's when the doll finally comes to life. Right. Now, like you said, they don't know if it's the doll or not. Exactly. And we don't know if the doll's real or he's just, it's in his imagination yeah. and he's like carrying out the kills.
2: Well, and they absolutely allude to it. You know, in the movies, obviously, because nobody's going to come into a situation and believe that it's a fucking doll murdering right. people. They're going to look at it and go, there's a child here that's capable of putting on a mask or doing something to scare somebody to jump out of a window or fall out of a window or that's capable of picking up a knife and stabbing somebody. Right. And They're not going to look at this inanimate object and think that it's actually going to be possessed by something. Well, and, and they, they kind people. of play
1: that on they this do. in the movie. They but... do. They
2: absolutely do, especially in the beginning with the whole footprints and, footprints, the, flower yeah, and the flower on the counter. What's you know? that you got
1: on your heel? She's yeah. like, "What are you doing? What are you trying to say?" She gets so upset
2: about it. She said, like, "What are you insinuating?" And it's like, "Well, fucking quite obviously, like, insinuating your fucking kid shoved your friend out the fucking window."
0: <laughs> I,
2: I yeah. mean, it's pretty obvious. What do you here. think the doll? Did what it? do you, you think? Crazy the, yeah, bitch? you think the fucking doll did it? Like the my buddy is not fucking culprit at all. Like he's my buddy. Like we just sit and talk shit in the Kid's corner. Kid sister did it. Kid sister did it, bitch. Like it's it's a cool little play on it that they do. But I just myself. Personally, I just wish that that's what they would have ran with. Mm -hmm. But maybe at the time, I feel like it wouldn't have been as understood or as appreciated. I don't think they would have been able to build the franchise.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. they
2: did with that storyline because I feel like it was almost something that was a little bit too convoluted of a story. But I, I really wish that they would have went with that original idea.
1: Right. You know, this movie Sorry? in particular, actually, there was some violence attached to it. Like, people were using Chucky as a means to fuck with people. One of the cases that was linked to the series was a gang of Manchester kidnappings. And they were murdering a 16-year-old girl. And while they tortured her, mm-hmm. they forced her to listen, listen to, to recordings to the recording. of the gang leader repeating oh. the catchphrase, <laughs> I'm Chucky. Want to play? Play? play over and over and yes. over and over again. And actually, director Tom Holland always defended the first film for these accusations, stating that the the viewers uh, of horror movies could only be influenced by their content if they were unbalanced to begin with. Right. So it wasn't necessarily Chucky did it.
2: No, which he's absolutely. I'm <laughs> sorry, he's absolutely right.
1: Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And what he said,
2: you have to have some type of a chemical imbalance.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I just think it's crazy that someone was like, Hi, I'm Chucky, wanna play? Hi, I'm Chucky, wanna play? Hi. I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Hi, I'm, I'm Chucky. Chucky. Wanna play? Wanna play? Wanna play? Wanna play? You I would fucking insane too. While you're being tortured? Like, yeah, that's, that's fucked up. I mean, just
2: watching the films to me, it's annoying enough to hear that stupid fucking voice. Going, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? And I'm like, fuck you. Hi,
1: I'm Chucky. Wanna, I wanna play? Yeah, I want to throw you
2: out a fucking window. I want to play. It's well, he ridiculous. threw her out the window. Yeah, he so. did.
1: He sure did. <laughs> well, you mentioned that the movie was was going to be called bloody buddy
2: mm-hmm.
1: did you know that there was another name for it after that
2: there was um, batteries not ba- included yeah but it was already huh. taken <laughs> yeah steven
1: spielberg was writing the movie and did the movie that uh, actually
2: was the first name for it
1: was it was oh and maybe you're right I it says like, the original yeah. working title for the film was batteries not included before it became known that steven spielberg was also yep. making the film so maybe you're right, but I thought it was my I thought it was Bloody Buddy First. I'll let
2: everybody know I'm raising my hands in a victory <laughs> stance apparently going ah,
1: There's a lot of information ah, circling around <laughs> They said that supposedly that the good guy doll was actually inspired by the interactive doll called Corky. The
2: the voice actually yeah I'm the, voice, sure the actual voice for Corky the Corky dolls yeah it was
1: Ed, Ed and Gross which was used as a Chucky's normal yeah, voice. Yeah,
2: that's that's one of the dolls that they actually admitted to admitted to being the inspired one of the inspirations for Chucky. They probably with that just Corky didn't want to get doll, their ass. But sued. I'm pretty sure the actual <laughs> voice that they use in him being like I'm Chucky you wanna play or whatever right. is actually from the Corky Dolls yeah I um, didn't know
1: that that was interesting to find out it was and I never knew about Corky Dolls honestly no. I didn't even know anything never about never heard of it.
2: that shit in my I, entire I've life never
1: heard of that it's probably something like off everybody brand
2: everybody <laughs> fucking attributes it to my buddy sorry right I everybody still does. think if it's... you knew anything from dolls in the fucking 80s it's, it's totally attributed totally my it to buddy. my buddy kids are being fucking scared and they don't want their parents to buy them these dolls anymore and parents don't want to buy them for their kids anymore and especially yeah, this with is gonna... That them. are being reported as, you know, they're doing these because of the, the fucking doll told them to. Or Kids whatever. are
1: literally going to get away with murder. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, what are your guys' favorite scenes?
2: I think, like, the opening kill sequence for me is probably my favorite. When, when he, he hits
1: her in the head with a hammer? Hits her in
2: the head with the hammer. <laughs> the good and she guy falls hammer. Out the window. But it, and it's an, another thing that I read, actually, was that was somebody's sister that actually plays that is running like the good guy doll that's running around in the background is that Brad Dorf's daughter that's doing it um actually Alex it was Alex Vincent's sister
1: it was Alex Vincent's sister sister. yeah Yeah, she was the one that ran through the hallway
2: right but then later in the franchises the actual moving pieces of the doll were played by the creepy fucking kid that was in Children of the Corn.
1: Oh, Hezekiah or whatever the fuck? That
2: one that played, what was his name? Mike? Micah, oh Micah, Malachi?
1: Malachi, Malachi, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> the
2: kid that played Malachi in Children of the Corn, he actually ended up being like the moving parts running or um, later on jumping or series. whatever later on in the series. This is okay, like I was what gonna I, say what I saw because it was it's an interesting tie-in that they end up doing, and if you do some like deep research, because on they the did films. do
1: a little person for for a lot of the scenes in the first. Yeah, and well, the I know what, I know
2: in the first one it was um, his sister, his kid sister that did
1: just the running in the hall, just the
2: running in the hall yeah. in that. particular sequence right that was it and mm-hmm. then later on in the franchise it was actually that little weird kid that plays Malik oh kid's so
1: creepy cause you I could tell like 39. when he's like burning and he's about to stab Andy like there's like he's like oh, standing over him hit. Yeah, it was a real. Oh, yeah, that person. That's what I'm saying. Person. It was a little person. Yeah,
2: that person. was an actual real stunt
1: double. Yeah, it was like a, they had to do some scenes with mechanic, or like animatronic. They had to do some with like real people, and they even built uh, the set to 30 percent bigger, bigger so that it would that look field. like yeah, yeah, like he was running around as a doll. Yeah. So that's pretty elaborate. They did <laughs> something very similar in the Which, gate in the Gate movies. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. They, did like, they built the whole scene so that people could walk around like those little right. minion things.
2: Which, this is why shit in the 80s looks better than stuff now.
1: They don't put the effort in. No, they, they just don't. CGI they the fuck CGI out of it. CGI yeah. to
2: get them out of it. And if you look at the new trailers for the new Cult of Chucky, and just in the trailer and in the images alone, and you take that and you compare it to the... To the original child's play film mm-hmm. it's it's like we went backwards in time right it's ridiculous the doll looks so fake and some of the
1: head is a little weird it's
2: so unproportionate and it's it just looks so stupid it, I, there I, is I, some I, parts I that I was like it. no it looks so bad it's and not like, very flattering the trailer of that checking. I've seen I'm like oh no <laughs>
1: One no, of, no, no. I will say one of my favorite scenes, though, is the voodoo doll scene where they're mm, like yeah. where he's like snapping his arm his friend, and yeah, the, his the leg. Cre-
2: yeah. His Dude, I whatever, fucking yeah. loved
1: that scene. That I thought that was great. cool. He was like, hey, what are you doing? You know, he's like standing on the counter. That whole thing was an animatronic. They had him sit down on the counter and then he like jumps down off the counter and like breaks his leg and all that shit. That breaks fucking was cool shit. and
2: stabs him in the heart. Yeah. That scene's fantastic. That like, was I cool. Do, I do really like that scene. But I feel like the putting like kill sequences. Like, oh, just ch- set totally the tone for the film.
1: When that chi- when that fucking doll ran past in the hallway and you hear its little feet running, that was really <laughs> freaky to me. When I was a kid, I, yeah. that scared me a Ooh, lot. It's
2: done really well. Like even if it still holds. Like, can the you test imagine? Time now. Oh no! Just I'm sitting kidding.
1: there watching TV or reading thing, a book, like,
2: I would be trying to find where that fucking doll came from so I could Ugh. throw it out the goddamn window. Yeah. Like I. Mm.
1: Obviously, the other great scene that I liked was the end scene. The whole. And it was just great. Oh, the
2: melted face! Oh, yeah, yeah it's like, so good.
1: He was like, "Hey, Andy," and uh, he's got like he's he looks like, like, like he's got worms on his <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, "I'm
2: sorry, like don't kill me." Like he's trying to be this. He he's trying to reach out to him on like a right. an empathy level. I'm your friend, and to I'm the your friend end. to the end. You know, <laughs> he's just and he's trying to relate to him so yeah. he doesn't. This
1: is the end, friend. Yeah, this, oh, so
2: great! <laughs> this is the end. Friend, and it's just like <laughs> fire, and I'm like, Yes, like, so good! Like, you cute ass little fucking kid, like, you're so adorable. That would be my son if I had children, like, right? This crazy little, like, demon fire burning. Did like... I
1: mention how they picked him in the, for the movie? No, um, um actually. they actually picked him. Andy was picked. Um, he was, you know, the part in the movie where he's talking about, he's like, Oh. And Heather is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that whole scene, like, that was one of the scenes that he had to, they had to act in because they needed a kid to be able to say the cuss word bitch.
2: Right. That's when and he's saying that that's what the doll told him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He said, and he said, Chucky says Aunt whatever her name is is a yeah. bitch. And when they did the, the casting and they were actually having him do it, they said, he said, Andy, the Alex Vincent, who played Andy, was like I can't say this. I understand that you want me to say it but I, I I can't I can't say it. He's like but you can say it right? And he was like no, I, I can't say it. And they thought that he was pretending to not wanna say it so bad or something and then he ended up getting the part because they thought well he's convinced us so we should pick him as the kid so they picked right. him as the kid and he got in it and it's like whoa what the fuck so he was like i wasn't lying i really couldn't say it like i really my mom i wasn't allowed to say that kind of I stuff
2: backhanded
1: yeah <laughs> get thrown down the hall like my a chucky mom's doll gonna
2: actually throw me around like a chucky doll and burn me in a fireplace <laughs> so if i say the b word <laughs> it's probably pretty legit <laughs>
1: Well, I think that's pretty much it for the child's play, uh the first one. Now we probably gotta jump into the second one for time's sake. For part two, obviously it came out a couple years later, two years later. It was
2: nineteen ninety, right?
1: Yep. Nineteen ninety on the nose. The story that's was play was
2: born. Oh. Uh
1: the story was Baby
2: Brittany. Sorry. <laughs>
1: The story was while Andy's mother is admitted to a psychiatric hospital, the young boy is placed in a foster care and Chucky determined to claim Andy's soul is not far behind. It was directed by John Lafayette, who is he did the movie Man's Best Friend with uh, Lance Henriksen. It was a weird robot dog type thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a bad movie, but he also did a few TV show episodes and a TV movie. Nothing really that notable after that. Yeah. It was also written, of course, back by Don Mancini. And the cast for this movie, I personally feel like had a lot of big names in it. Like, this time, it was like, okay, it's okay to be in a Chucky movie now. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, everybody was like, okay, yeah, I'll sign up. Right. Alex Vincent returns as Andy. Jenny, a gooder. Garrett Graham, who was in Chud 2. Mm-hmm. He was also in Terror Vision. If you haven't seen that movie, that's fucking great. Christina Lise, mm-hmm. uh who played Kyle, the foster, foster, sister. foster sister. And she was in 90210. Yep. Probably one of the best shows ever. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> really
3: well. Did you
1: watch it? or Mouse did. Did you? Um, I mean, I watched it.
3: Yeah, I saw some. Well,
2: my brother watched it, like, religiously, so.
1: Um, obviously, Brad Dorf came back as Chucky. Duh. Um, <laughs> Beth Grant. do you ever see Donnie Darko? Mm -hmm. She was in that. I I think one of my favorite lines that uh, Beth Grant said, she was like, sometimes I doubt your commitment to sparkle motion. (laughs) (laughs) It was so fucking funny to me. Uh, oh, Jesus. But I thought everybody did a pretty decent job in the movie, and uh, this budget as was a bigger as budget sequels
2: too. Sequels go well; it had to be the last With fucking all the scene of that movie. Jesus, right? You gotta have a big budget just for that in particular.
1: Yeah, they made magic. Well, they had about four million dollars more this time mm-hmm. to make I the sequel. I feel
2: like that extra four million. Yeah, was so the last twenty minutes of that film.
1: Thirteen million dollars <laughs> for that. But opening weekend, it only did ten million. It
2: didn't do that well,
0: almost
1: about eleven, and then it grossed about twenty-eight million in the USA. Less than half a million in the UK. <laughs> Seven million worldwide. So I guess they did beat their budget, mm-hmm. but it didn't quadruple it like they did the first time.
2: No, it was more of like one of those slow burn kind of like franchise films, right? It it came where it got its its success a little bit later on. Yeah.
1: I think you know, this one stepped it up a little which, bit more. And a
2: lot of these movies from the 70s and 80s, these cult classic thrillers and slasher films are getting their popularity now.
1: Right yeah no I mean they
2: they did big time when they came out but they're uh, almost feel like they're making more money now than they did when they were released right you know and these people that are coming going oh my god these movies are amazing (laughs) you know these set the tone to get me into horror films and these are the classics and this is where it's at and da 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 da. and now you're having these icons that are at these conventions that people get to meet and it's reopening the world to these people and you know and Gunnar has Gunnar Hansen said it a million times that he never thought Texas. Chainsaw Massacre will become a cult classic. He never thought it was going to take off the way that it did.
1: That's pretty crazy, right?
2: You know, and Texas Chainsaw's, you know, not too far away from their 50-year anniversary. Right. It's still going strong. It's still making money.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think Chucky is necessarily um, one of the biggest franchises for sure. In
2: my opinion, no.
1: It's a little bit of a latecomer to the whole franchise, and I think.
2: And I've, I always feel like it was kind of a reach for it to be considered in a classic slasher. Right. Genre, a, among, among the likes of Jason and Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers right. and um, Leatherface, right. I felt like that was kind of a stretch, but he is considered amongst them.
0: Oh, hundred percent! Yeah, I don't like genre. when they
1: compare this scream franchise to it I always think I'm like eh that's not really a slasher like it is but it isn't
2: I'd rather watch Child's Play than Scream
1: right yeah so I I mean I still am okay to watch it no it's funny yeah
2: it's funny but that was kind of where they started to play with the more comical aspect of things like Freddy Krueger films like sure you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and things like that. They they started to play a little bit, and obviously, Friday the Thirteenth is very campy,
1: right? And very silly. Well, and, and part two of Freddy was like really weird.
2: Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but the Freddy movies are all very campy and very silly, and they have sure. very you know f- they try to make all these stupid raunchy jokes, and they did the same thing with Chucky.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I felt like when they started to do the Scream Fran- I mean, see your franchise, how many movies are there? Three. No, there's six. Is there six? I think there is.
1: There's five or six. Jesus, I think it's five. They just did one recently, not too many years ago, like three years ago. Holy fuck, wasn't it? There's like a Scream five or something. Yeah. As far as Chucky goes, though, like the sequel to this one, I thought amped it up a little bit more. Oh, I Like I thought it. there was some really cool kills in it. Absolutely. And And uh, I think that it had like, I, like, while it wasn't as scary as like I say, like the first one is scarier, an overall feel yeah. like it is a scarier movie. But the second one definitely is where I feel like Chucky became Chucky. Right. Like, that's where... He, he
2: came into his own.
1: Yeah, like, that's where the franchise word took off from there for, as well, like, who Chucky was. Right.
2: He's absolutely independent in the second film. Right. versus And it becomes more about... Um, it's not as confined. Revenge. Yeah. It becomes more about revenge. And he is literally his own little person. Right. In that instead of... <laughs> and he wants to be a actual person. He doesn't want to be stuck in this fucking shell of a, of a doll. And that's... I did like that a lot more about it. And a lot more about what the second film than the first
1: yeah there's I, much more chucky personality in the second I, one I had more
2: feel to it and yeah i don't know there there's so many like disconnecting moments where i just i look at it and go that would never happen in real life right <laughs> that would never happen well like, like when the, the first when he one, shoots when he, out the
1: windshield like that would never happen it's a fucking <laughs> doll dude fucking it's not gonna doll. break the windshield right
2: but i mean even like in the first one where he is going to his partner's house and he rides the fucking subway by his by himself what doesn't little, he go like, to six-year-old kid or whatever yeah by that is a little weird to the ghetto doll, even in <laughs> on the subway alone right and no one says shit even when he stops in the fucking ghetto
1: Right, yeah. And it's
2: just they all they show is homeless. Just dilapidated people or drug area. Or it's not whatever. even a ghetto. It's like just it's, fucking. It's not even it's dilapidated. it's literally just a yeah. dilapidated, like kind of a shitty area. It looks right. like it looks like that's where they shame, filmed shameless like <laughs> Or seven. Or, yeah, or seven <laughs> excellent movie, by yeah. the
1: way. Well, and that's I think that's but where that's the, I
2: think where I overanalyze
1: That's where they probably had to piece it together in the first one, whereas the second one he's like Chucky Unleashed.
0: Yeah. And it's like,
1: you know, half of the first movie it's like Andy, pretty much, and it's all about Andy. But in the same respect, it's like at the end of the movie is when you really start to find out about Chucky. Oh,
0: yeah, like they, more they than actually, half the
1: way through, they
2: actually delve more into Chucky's backstory. Right in the in the second movie, and then oh, yeah. there's actually a novel, and in the second novel about Chucky huh. is where they really talk about his backstory.
1: Interesting. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, I didn't either until I was doing a little <laughs> So was it like fan fiction and or actually what? no, it was a straight up book. When I read this and I said, they made a fuck they wrote a fucking book about this. Like right. it's like a basically an adaptation from the films that they took and they Put more detail into for an actual novel. Interesting you know, the story of Chucky and I don't know if how I... he became who he was. I wonder
1: the... about his like what? how quality it is.
2: <laughs> it's
1: like I'm not trying to be a dick, <laughs> no, but like no, I really I,
2: I understand.
1: It's like is it really that good? <laughs> it's,
2: it's probably not. It's not a <laughs> bestseller. Obviously. I feel like it was probably someone that looked into it and then went in the ideas that were behind the stories and right kind of, like we're fucking ran with it, almost and, like a fan fiction type sure. thing without the porno. And I wonder if
1: it like it. kind of bridges <laughs> the gap between one and two because I'm there's sure a lot of characters that weren't in the second one right. that were supposed to be Mm-hmm. In the second one, but for whatever reason, a lot of people got cut out, or they just didn't bring him in. What's her name? the The mom of Andy was well, dating yeah, the special effects Andy, the guy who did married. the. Yeah, they were married. They
2: were married in nineteen ninety. Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
1: So she was actually on they the met set
2: on the set for yeah. Child's
1: Play, and then she came back only to be alongside of him to help him out for part two. Yeah,
2: because she's not in it.
1: Even though she wasn't in the film.
2: So weird to me because we are supposed to connect with the fact that his mom's not around anymore, but why? it's not explained. Yeah. Why is she not there? Why is he in a foster home? It doesn't. Yeah. If they talk about it, it's a very brief, like, sudden allusion to the fact of why he's in a foster home. Well, obviously, she supported her son. Right. And so she ended up getting locked up in a fucking loony bin, but there should have been, I feel like, a little... Bit of a flashback to that, or maybe a little bit more time spent on explaining that story.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Like if you had someone on the on the set that was there, like wouldn't you try to like incorporate some little little quick little bit of a story or something? You know, I think
2: it was that year that they were married. Actually, it was nineteen.
1: It was like right in between, like they met on the set of *Child's Play*. Then that next year they got married, and then they did this the movie the next. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, and they've been together ever since. I think.
2: I think they're still together. Yeah, Kevin wrong, Yeager is but... his name.
1: Uh, and also another person that was supposed to come back was uh, Chris Sarandon, who was the in front. Yeah, the cop. Yeah, and he was supposed to come back as Detective Mike Norris from the first film, but his scenes were cut from the film because of budgetary shit.
2: They're probably boring.
1: Maybe I don't know. <laughs> they like we
2: didn't get, do a very good, dra- good when job you of cut them scenes. It's not
1: usually because of budgetary. That's what I'm saying. Like I I feel like
2: it didn't tie the way they wanted to into the story or it felt unnecessary.
1: Some of the stuff that they were gonna use in the first, like the my the bloody buddy, was actually used in the second one and that was the teacher scene where she gets killed.
2: Oh, so so awesome. Yeah,
1: Beth Grant, she was getting killed by Chucky, and they brought that from the original Bloody Buddy. Or is that what it is? Blood Buddy. Blood Buddy, yeah. Bloody buddy. Hey, want some blood, buddy? Well, I thought that was a pretty cool scene. One of the things that I remember about that scene, though, when she, when the teacher gets attacked by Chucky, because he, she throws him in the closet and locks the door and he's trying to get out and then Andy escapes and then they fucking attack is the part where he, you know, he takes that toy, the like,
2: the, pu- it's the, the pump, to blow it up, to yeah. blow up the, like, the air balloons or and whatever And he sticks
1: it, it in her neck and he yeah. pumps it and right. I remember as a kid thinking, like, i because, like, you know, when you do get a shot, you're not supposed to have air in there because it'll fucking kill you. Right. So, like, he sticks it in her neck and then pushes it. And I always thought that it was, like, one of those things that I was like, ooh, what the fuck? Like, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, if, if it doesn't hit a major artery it's or a okay. major vein, it's not going to do anything. It's just
1: going to flap up the skin.
2: Exactly. But if it got into her fucking jugular vein, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time for that to pass through her body and actually kill her. Painfully. Painfully.
1: Yeah.
2: But I mean, yeah, she'd be feeling it the whole time. But if he actually. (laughs) passed it through her jugular and inserted a actual air pocket into her jugular ring yes that would end up killing her but it right but it wasn't a little bit of time to get through there but obviously that's not what they did because he ended up killing her with the yardstick (laughs) yeah so over
1: and and over over again as the camera pans back and And you just see the bloody fucking thing it was
2: hilarious it was pretty (laughs) funny she was a fucking bitch (laughs) so
1: and you know she didn't even want to do the role at first by the way i'm sure She was, like, hesitant about it, and supposedly she actually hit up one of the other actors, actress Dinah Manoff, who played Maggie in the first Child's Play, Okay, asking her advice about it, and she said, well, if you see Child's Play, you'll find me in it, I'm in it. And so I guess Beth Grant was like, well, she took it as a good omen and she decided that she was going to be in the movie. Which, you know, it's not the highlight of her career, but I, it's just always <laughs> funny when you watch movies later on in life and you right. see them in other movies and you're like, oh, she was in Donnie Darko. Right. Do you have any other yes. trivia that you wanted to uh, add to it? Mm. Did you know that the, the Tommy doll that they used in this movie in Child's Play 2 was actually named after Tom Holland? really? Yeah, who did I the first that. movie. That's one of my, I love that scene.
2: I actually love the implementation of the Tommy doll. Dude,
1: I thought that like the whole like him digging a hole for the doll um, after bashing its face him in. Him
2: his face in with that stupid ornament was hilarious. Right, dude, and it was <laughs> like, so
1: fucking brutal and then he buries it? The first thing
2: I think of when they walk into that house of these foster parents, this is so not a fucking child-friendly home by any fucking means.
1: Especially Gary Graham's character, the what? dad
2: why like Uh, I don't the mom is great like that's I can see her being a foster mom uh, 100% but him
1: yeah he was just like I love you and this is what you want to do so I have to support you absolutely he's (laughs) entirely
2: apprehensive the entire time and you get that vibe from him the whole time and I I don't know if that's what he was going for with the character but you really get that vibe of he's very apathetic and very unsure about the whole situation where you shouldn't be feeling that until later on instead you're feeling it the whole time right with this character and but that, well, you can
1: tell he just does not like having the kids no. there.
2: But that home <laughs> He like just wants some bang how time I am that's I with all. kids I'm just like oh no <laughs> I don't want it all the time like it can visit but then you could take it the fuck home to your own house about 50 miles away from here well he
1: gets his he gets his due
2: oh he does it was excellent yeah
1: he gets his neck broken it it's kind it of like the most, most casual death too
2: it was the most casual death I feel like yeah. it was just so nonchalant like doot-a-doo dee doo, doo, fucking his his like no like, like, one cares like he like you know he trips him down and he gets strung up for just a second and then all of a sudden it's like bye-bye snap your neck like bye-bye, bye-bye daddy blah-bye. gone you know and no one's sad about it like no one's <laughs> No one yeah. Cares, like when you watch it, you're just like, Well, that guy's kind of a fucking well, dick except in for way. the mom. Well, fuck her,
1: <laughs> like, that's
2: the dick she shoved in her butt for the last like 20 years. Of course, she's gonna be sad about it, but I just, I, you know, I think secretly she was happy,
1: really, yeah, until she dies. Well, yeah, son. he was but, kind of a pain <laughs> in the ass,
2: <laughs> he was an asshole. If I am this foster kid and Your solution, your big solution to the fact of this doll I'm fucking terrified of that I'm pretty sure killed people in front of me (laughs) is to just, like, throw it in a fucking cellar.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) And that's
2: it. Like, that's it. That's your big You see, fucking, it's like, dead.
1: Look, it's down there again.
2: And that's your solution to <laughs> the problem. Goddamn Chucky's laying in the yeah. same spot. When I know for a fact I saw it killing people in front of me, and then you're going, oh, look, it's down there still. Like, well, that's the whole story, crazy. right? It's and always then, somebody not but believing it. Those are the parts where it comes back to it being the manifestation of his rage, which I right. did like that they implemented it a little bit more solidly
1: in the sure. film. <laughs> Did you have another favorite scene though?
2: I actually, I love the ending sequence.
1: Of oh yeah, me too.
2: I do. And I, I like. Like the whole like
1: thing is great.
2: They really led into a really cool sequence they could have done for the third installment where they could have had a fucking straight up army of Chucky's. I was thinking like that too. They've never done on that. On army ha- but he, they like, did ask him about why they didn't do that, why they didn't go that direction because that's almost what it alludes to. Like instead if you really pay attention That's part
1: 3 actually.
2: If you really yeah, if you really pay attention they they kind of dissolve it down into he was like displayed into all of these different productions of this doll. So now a part of him is going to be in all these different like mass produced versions of this doll and so I'm like that could be a whole fucking crazy army of Chucky's that's unstoppable like holy or fuck. at least
1: he could switch to any of them
2: and he can go back and forth Ooh. yeah Why, uh, he completely just like that's what like, I would po- think po- po- yeah. you never know which one he's gonna be embodying at that moment and but he did end up coming back saying it because of budgeting hmm. they wouldn't have had enough
1: and this is for part three. You're talking about, right? This is
2: just after two. Yeah, like to totally. continue into three, four. Five, because whatever. the part
1: three, when it starts out, Why it's like you didn't... see the blood and it right. gets mixed in with the plastic. And Why then... they
2: didn't do that idea after they ended the second? It could have gone
1: horribly was wrong because but...
2: of the budgeting behind it. It's right, like, but we what simply have we done... couldn't afford it. We right. couldn't afford to make that kind of a film.
1: But the whole fucking end scene in part two, <laughs> I just him like getting chopped in half. Or you got, got, oh, got stapled. Oh, you got stapled to a, a see. Yeah. Oh, it
2: was amazing. I'm It sorry, was like, like the hair the that little, they put the, in. The hair follicle pieces that they staple in, but then the little plastic, like, tag pieces. Yes, that's right. Is what it right. was. It's those little plastic pieces that attach a tag to a clothing. Right. And they staple the shit into his fucking nuts and berries. Like... With the hair and those plastic pieces, yeah, and it is fucking hilarious because he's a straight up full human version stuck inside this doll at this point, so he feels everything, yeah. And they were just like legitimately said, "Fuck your nuts and balls, like or balls and whatever, same thing."
1: <laughs> and they send them in that to <laughs> the Fuck little your cock box, and balls,
2: and they're like blah, blah, and it was hilarious. And, and then he gets taken genius. up to that
1: big box, the big box, yeah, like puts arms and legs <laughs> on all the different dolls,
2: and it's just like this hodgepodge <laughs> of shit, and like
1: really hot. heat so it like melts it in there so it like firmly keeps the arms and legs in there and he's just like this fucking mangled Picasso fucking chuck but it's just his bottom half right yeah well he rips himself free no one knows
2: until later yeah right
1: yeah his
2: his big reveal of being him without any legs he's like I'm gonna chop your fucking legs off
1: and then they pour the plastic on him (laughs) and he pulls the fucking lever up spills all the plastic on his face and then, and then Chucky... all of a sudden
2: the problem with the machine is fixed
1: right yeah i know like and i was thinking about that whole scene i'm like that's pretty close to a kid yeah <laughs> like that can't be real like there's no way
2: well how is that i'm sorry but like to me i look at that and go how in the motherfucker is that little child unhinging that while crap? he's getting
1: his hand burned off yeah
2: well i don't I, i'm not com- i don't compute here, as this girl is very slowly riding up the conveyor.
1: Brittany, no compute. Which is which is <laughs> like
2: obviously now going suddenly slower than it was prior to her being stuck on it.
1: I think that part was what led it to that. Absolutely. You know, because now Andy is like in control He's of his Andy. life. Yeah, he he can't he comes depend into his on own. anything. Yeah,
2: he comes into his own as a character in the actual like factory. Right. Scenes. And, and then
1: they, and then the force, the end scene is basically where they stick a tube in his mouth. His head explodes into Excellent. a chunky fucking plastic and blood filled explosion, which is beautiful. Like, Excellent. I love that scene. <laughs> like oh,
2: that that ending scene is so like, that's gift worthy. And then
1: even the third movie, whatever. like leads into them picking that up off the floor and it's this sloppy, flappy <laughs> fucking plastic and blood thing. And it's pretty gross. Like, yeah. I don't know, I just... The, the plastic and blood is really weird. Like, seeing it that... Fl- it's, like, very fleshy in yeah, a weird way. Yeah, it's very...
2: It is. It, it looks very realistic. There again in lies the issue of how we can't recreate this shit nowadays. Right. everybody's fucking lazy about it.
1: CGI. hmm
2: They rely on <laughs> CGI for everything. And that's the same of, like, God forbid, if they try and fucking redo Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be terrible oh and they already tried <laughs> and it didn't work And it didn't work out and i hope that it continues to not work out yeah because... well they're
1: never gonna have enough money to do it because no one thinks it's a good bet no it's
2: not it's like
1: betting on the wrong horse you mm-hmm. know what i mean you just know it's
2: betting on the one with the broken leg yeah, you... that's halfway in the glue factory always like, bet
1: do on doug bradley
2: yeah
3: <laughs> <Fucking> doug
2: bradley. <laughs> amazing human what about um, you?
1: What about you? Did you have any favorite scenes or anything that you can think of? Or um,
3: I, I think my favorite part's the eyeball machine.
1: Oh, yeah. you didn't know that Which that was part? actually
2: legitimate.
3: Well, when the, the machine puts the eyeballs in the dude.
1: Into the, <laughs> the workshop <laughs> yeah. guy, the yeah. Into mecha-
3: yeah. the machine <pop> worker, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he's like, oh.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> is pretty eyes. cool. I like that, too. It was
2: We had an actual conversation after that, and I was like, did you know that that's legitimately how they insert eyeballs into the dolls?
1: Now, here's the big question, guys. I mean, now that we've seen both of these movies, and it's been a little while since we've seen it, what do you guys think is the better of the two? Like, honestly, like you, I don't care what you think. Like, what is your favorite? I mean, they're both kind of different, you know?
3: I think I like the first Show one. me what you
1: got. Yeah? What, why do you say that?
3: I like beginnings of things, Origins, I guess. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just like seeing where it came from. Like, sure. I'm not necessarily all that big on where it goes, but right see where it comes
2: why from. it started out the yeah. way it did
1: the simplistic kind of feel to it yeah. and just like yeah and i
3: like the voodoo weirdness I, I don't know
1: i don't mind it either i didn't <laughs> i thought it was kind of different for its time but yeah i wouldn't mind seeing a version of bloody blood buddy, blood buddy. yeah yeah that does i wish bad.
2: it was blood buddy i don't know that's it's more psychological like my yeah. overanalyzation of everything so. did you
1: ever see a movie called pinocchio
2: they, yeah. It's they very actually, similar to that. They stole the premise.
1: Yeah, it seems like. And,
2: then no, they, they straight up did. They actually stole the premise of the original idea behind mm-hmm. Child's Play. And they said, that's a fucking excellent plan. And then they ran with it. It's all right, you know. Yeah, they didn't I don't do remember being great. the way that I feel like they should have. But at least somebody did the fucking plan. I don't know. I think it they left, cool. they didn't
1: leave it open either. No. They just said, oh yeah, they, it's they in his head. They closed it, done. Yeah. that was it. Hey, it's in his head. Game over, movie over. Yeah, Good luck. I I felt
2: like how they did the Child's Play film that if they would have stuck with the original plan behind it, it, they could have kept going.
1: Maybe, uh, I don't know,
2: maybe for as many sequels as they did, but I mean, and he did a good job with trying to keep it at the illusion. And what if the
1: kid died and he was actually, all his rage went into the doll? Yeah, and I
2: feel like they could, I don't know, I just, I. Could have been like that. But.
1: You still like part two.
2: I like part two more. Yeah.
1: It's more action-packed.
2: I enjoyed part two more than part one because I felt like it was a little bit more interesting for me. And as I've already stated, the final like 15 minutes of that film were just fantastic. Right. Them trying to find their way out of there. And then to me, I look at that going like, this is how they're kind of, this is The Shining a little bit influenced in there, you know? Okay. And it, it's a lot of little bits and pieces of other horror films that I feel like are kind of put into that movie in different elements in different ways. And, and that's how I interpret it anyway. Sure. Um, but I absolutely love the fact that they shoved the stupid hose in his mouth and
1: he's fucking pulls <laughs> oh, yeah. up. Excellent. I think I think if you... as much as
2: I loved him being on fire and melting and shit in the first, <laughs> the right. end, and it was so good, but I just I struggled with the fact if she knows how to fucking end this curse yet she can't shoot him in the goddamn heart. Right. Yeah. What the fuck is she doing?
1: Well, I mean, Don't you know, give this bitch a gun. Can't make it easy.
2: Like, come on. If like, it was just, that
1: easy, you know. I
2: felt like I had I had more issues with things happening in the first film that I feel like could never actually happen in real life, or why would that ever happen than I did in the second.
1: Really? Well, but and the second one's balls of the wall. The
2: second, like my my <laughs> biggest issue with that is why the fuck would you not just get rid of this goddamn doll? Why would you throw it in a cellar? Yeah, like that. That's where I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, and if I was that kid, I would have somehow tried to get rid of this. Well, no matter doll. what he
1: would have done with it, it would have gone. So it come came back, back somehow, yeah. right? But I
2: feel like they could have put it forth a little more fucking effort. <laughs> Than throwing it in the goddamn cellar.
1: Yeah, that was a little lame.
2: And I don't even think there's a lock on the fucking cellar door. Like, there, I'm sure there was. Like, they they actually is one because they they show when he comes in and out when he's like listening.
1: They show his little hand. They
2: show there. there is a lock on the actual door, but they never show anyone locking it. And that's like I said, I overanalyze everything. So I look at little pieces of this and go, <laughs> hang on a second.
1: I like the first one for the, the simplistic scare without explaining too much. I mean, it did explain a lot more in a way. The first one's kind of like a sequel in a way because it explains more than most horror movies. Yeah. But it's well, yeah, still were, a little bit more. The
2: opening scene is almost 10 minutes.
1: It's like, it's almost a little more, it's a little bit more mysterious and slow burn for the, at least the first half of the film, and that's what I really like the most about yeah. it, is the first half of the film. I mean, I like where it goes at the end, but it's almost like two movies in one in that mm-hmm. sense. It wasn't an independent film, so they had enough budget to go further, but if you were to do an independent film that first half of the movie, if you stretched it out would have been like really scary. And that's what they did kind of with the curse of Chucky. They tried to go back to it, it just didn't feel, yeah, it, it felt worked. synthetic, yeah. didn't feel right. I mean, I still kind of appreciate that it went for that, because at least they realize, you know, maybe people wanted to see the scary stuff and take take the doll back to being scary well and that's funny because now we're talking about chucky and how as it went on it's like became more funny mm-hmm. and a mix of like gore and funny right you know what i mean like lost it lost the story but it became kind of spoofy, like a little too spoofy. Like Absolutely, Bride of Chucky was like the first really big budget, like spoofy kind of feel. Oh, I
2: remember having to like sneak around to watch that.
1: When and then Seed of Chucky just went even further. Like I remember they were having puppet sex, <laughs> and that was like a big deal. Do you remember that shit? And fucking Bride, was it America. Bride of Chucky?
2: Yeah, it was Bride of Chucky. He was
1: like, he's like, it was
2: Bride of Chucky. Did you clock. get any protection?
1: Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's ridiculous, baby. I'm all rubber. <laughs> And I, I'm like, I'm thinking of like, Brad, like, do you know what you're doing right now?
2: Stupid, derpy ass fucking child.
1: But Don Mancini actually ended up writing all the fucking, all of them. Right. Like and and David Kirshner did all the production all, of all, all of them too. Like, so that's, it's like, that's
2: another rare thing is that it's all original writers and, and and people behind it. Right. That doesn't happen very often. No, it's um, interesting. Especially I mean, it's something that starts in the eighties and is still going now.
1: You can't go. Oh, well, they had different bad writers for that. No, they just the had. Same writer. They were just like fuck it. Let's see what we can do. And like, I'm
2: sure he had a great story. Right. Every single one.
1: And it's so, so. hard because like we watch these movies and it's like now you want to finish the whole fucking thing so i mean there's obviously some appeal to these there's obviously some sort of appeal so it's
2: how bad does it get
1: it's it's (laughs) and that's when you realize you go oh maybe these aren't as bad as i thought they were bad yeah
2: they're not bad well it's not like like, i didn't think they
1: were bad but i just wasn't as excited about it there's
2: worse movies um scream um (laughs) i could probably
1: watch all of those two probably one day
2: and one day we'll have to do it. I've got that fucking Scream Queen show, and I
1: Scream Queen I, season one was really was funny. Rather not was him. really funny. Second no, season you. I couldn't even watch.
2: I fucking hate Emma Roberts, so I. Oh, you don't like? <laughs> no, as a franchise whole. Okay. If I have to say well, my favorite film in the entire franchise, okay, is the original Child's Play. Okay, like the number one. That's my favorite. Is taking the franchise as a whole. Okay. However, if you're gonna pin one and two against each other.
1: Yeah, I prefer to. Okay, so you just like it that it took it further.
2: I, yeah, okay. and I, I felt like they weren't as held back or didn't feel as reserved. Well, and I—if you count just,
1: Mouse's and I's opinion, you you lose. No, I'm kidding. Can't <laughs> well, I—I'm kidding. No, but it totally makes sense. I have like
2: boobs and a vagina, I win. <laughs> all the time
1: it totally so. makes sense I mean there's it's kind of two separate films in a lot of ways like right. and, and like I said even the first one is like yeah. almost like two different pieces
2: so anybody that's any all of you that are listening that really fucking love the franchise yeah I want to know why
1: yeah I want to know
2: why you not love it. not why because you're an idiot
1: for liking it why yeah, I don't why wanna, is I don't it, wanna, it that you just, like it I don't it.
2: want you to just come out and be like well I fucking love Chucky and I love fucking Child's Play and blah 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 and don't give me any fucking juicy reason behind it I right. want a juicy reason behind why you like this franchise and, like, what, maybe they'll hate the why, orphanage what
1: or whatever that you exactly. like. And if you and... hate
2: the orphanage, you're stupid. But <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to know what makes people connect to this sure. franchise and why they feel like Chucky can be up there in the same caliber with all the other classic oh, slashers, the slashers as yeah. Jason and Freddie and Leatherface and. Michael Myers. And
1: Scream, and obviously. Scream.
2: <laughs> but I want to know why. Like, why do you feel like he, that you know, he's on the same caliber, not just the stupid witty jokes, you know, on the same borderline as Freddie has. Like, I want to know why.
1: I think it's always going to boil down to nostalgia. I think that's really. And
2: I think we kind of hit root. the nail on the head a little bit, too, because a lot of people that really enjoy this franchise, that was their time.
1: Right. Was the when 80s, it came out yeah.
2: and they had the fucking My Buddy doll or they had a similar doll to it and they went, this is fucking creepy.
1: Do kids really get dolls that much anymore? Like, no. I mean.
2: Well, I don't no, know, fuck, man. Now they've got those stupid fucking Monster High dolls, which is what I turned oh, yeah. my barbecue well, into. But that's
1: all I can think of. Like, I don't think of, like, I mean, I'm sure they have teddy well, bears and stuff shit. I think they
2: still have that L- La La Loopsie or something doll which i think okay oopsie daisy or whatever the fuck she does i don't
1: know do you remember that though
2: i just know like my niece i'll i'll use my niece as an example actually like she likes like the american girl dolls okay um a little bit but she's really into monster high dolls which of course yeah thanks
1: well and guys if you're listening now whatever age you are like do dolls scare you if they do and what age not, you don't have to tell us what age you are yes, but like do. what dolls I'll figure it out just by telling You're them the enough. dolls like what <laughs> dolls scare the fuck out of you if you are afraid of dolls like what is the like scariest doll movie to you and anything like that I would like to know yeah
2: How let us know if Ch- if Child's Play is your favorite or Annabelle is your favorite or, or whatever
1: doll movie yeah
2: fucking anything like any type of urban do you sleep doll. with your dolls like sexually <laughs> do you put them in your vagina when you to bed? I don't know I where, want is to know. Bobby, where does where it, Bobby? Where's its arm? Where does it end kidding. or where does it begin? I don't know, <laughs> I, I want to know.
1: Well, guys, I think that's about it for the Chuck stops the Chuck here. Stops here. <laughs> uh, it
2: does because I'm pretty fucking sure we can't expand on this any. further. Yeah, you. I don't think we can. If if I think we. we knew, it's just gonna get ridiculous. We've, we've elaborated on enough. it pretty
1: heavily. So yeah.
2: we've 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 gone off on little tangent rampages. Oh yeah, on this. And we had
1: our we had our winner this week. We announced our winner this week. uh, Just this Thursday uh, last week. And they actually wrote back the same day. uh, day It was Joey Bales' one.
2: What up?
1: Yeah, thank you, Joey. I hope you enjoyed the package. He's probably got it by now, by the time everybody's listening to this. He's probably
2: rubbing his dick on it.
1: Uh
2: Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Sorry.
1: But, but guys, if, uh, you know, Give a warm welcome to Brittany for coming in. I'm glad you got to stop by, too, Mouse. It's fun to hang out, man. My
2: insanely quiet husband.
1: No, yeah, but he's been actually pretty uh, vocal here. He's
2: provided a great giggle track.
1: Yeah, and we've bonded because now we're, like, the same age. We're old fucks. Chips, I guess. <laughs> oh, I don't know. His is longer than mine, so I don't know. <laughs> but, guys, if you haven't already, please be sure to stop by longlivethevoid.com. Check out all of our different sections. We put a lot of stuff up there, and we have all our social links there if you want to follow us on Facebook or anything like that. Facebook. But do it. Do it.
2: Do it, damn it!
1: <laughs> and then Monday do it, do we'll start it, a fresh new it. week with Brittany. So we're gonna she's she's already so decided clean. that we're gonna pick two movies. And it's, yes, it's funny that she wanted to do this, and Patrick and I were gonna do it this past week, and we ended up doing the thing versus the void. Yeah,
2: which I'm still bummed about because yeah, love that's both a good one too. <laughs> but
1: she decided she wanted to do Cannibal, Cannibal Holocaust, Holocaust
2: versus the Green Inferno.
1: Green Inferno. So we're gonna do that next week, guys. So if you want to check those. Movies out before we talk about them, it might be a good idea. Please do. We'll do it on Thursday, obviously, and then Monday will be our pregame. So, but uh,
2: uh, we got to think of some terrible shots. Oh
1: yeah, we got it. We'll have. We'll figure it out. Maybe penis shots or something. Oh, it's gonna be a penis. Like we'll have a like a yeah. It's It's got to be be a penis.
2: Disembodied scrotum shot.
1: (laughs) Fucking gross. Shattered scrotum. (laughs)
2: Shattered scrotum (laughs) (laughs) trademark.
1: But guys, thanks so much for stopping by. We will see you next Monday.
2: Stay weird, monsters.
3: Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode.